This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. All this time, Porter, everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. Episode number 25. I'm Pete, and I'm with Johnny and Kelly. Johnny, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. Kelly, my masked friend, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great as always. Now, you don't do the uh, podcast in a mask, do you? Only on special occasions. and yeah. Like a Star Wars show? A Star Wars show. Right, yeah, well, I guess I should have had it on. No, not tonight, though. Yeah, well, we'll be looking at... Uh, Episode 35 and 36 of World, uh, World Class Championship Wrestling, which is essentially uh, the three main matches of, of, of Star Wars in August of 82, which actually drew 18,000 people uh, to Reunion Arena. Um, the whole card is actually, they had opened up with Jose Lothario and Frank Dusik. They had the Superfly, and here on my results, I'm actually seeing, they, they're saying the Superfly was actually Kamala. Which I don't believe. No, no, no. Uh, oh. Beats Brian Adidas. Al Madrill uh, beats Bill Irwin. Lola <laughs> Gonzalez beats La Pantera Sanrina. Bugsy McGraw beats Gary Hart and Armand Hussein in a handicap match. And then we get the three matches that we'll be talking about tonight. Um, so let's get right to it, man. Um, we get open up, and it's pretty much a uh, ripoff of the actual Dallas TV show. Uh, because they're doing this special, the Star uh, Star Wars show. So we actually get shots of downtown uh, Dallas, a la uh, J.R. Ewing and stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a kind of cool uh, opening. It made it seem different, like a special. So it worked for me. What about you guys? What about you, Kelly? Yeah, I, I, that was my first note, the great airplane view of downtown Dallas. Um, I just want to go back to the the card for a second one okay one i i'm i'm upset we we don't have a lola gonzalez match to watch this time around because remember she stole the show on the that's right on the texas stadium show so, and she was excellent on the houston stuff we saw right like you said so that's one match i'm i'm upset we we missed and the attendance i've heard that eighteen thousand is actually not uh the right attendance it's more like twelve thousand, which was still okay. Which was still really good, I because th- it was double Texas Stadium's attendance, and I want to say it was also double the previous uh, show they ran in Reunion Arena, or at least the uh, the Star Wars from 1981, the Christmas one that we reviewed. I think that only drew 6,000. So it's still, you know, they're trending upward and and doing a lot better than they were just a couple months ago. Yeah, well, bringing in the champ and the former champ, yeah, uh, so should pop uh, something. 
Yeah. Um, I th- and I, this is, I believe, I don't know if it's their very first encounter between Flair and, and Carrie, but it's definitely the first one that ever made tape. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's a milestone here, huh? Yeah, according to wrestling data, they, this is their third ever singles match. Oh, where, were the, where were the first two? Uh, you know? er, earlier in the year, yeah. I think one in January and one in February, I want to say. Both in Texas or was one in St. Louis? Uh, uh, both in Dallas, I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, then we we go, opens up with Bundy and Hussein, and they cut a promo. What what you make of this one, uh, Johnny? Well, Bill Mercer also said it's going to be more excitement than you can stand. <laughs> so better turn it off, I guess. But so Bundy's Bundy's standing there in a pair of gym shorts and no shirt. Yeah. But he's he's bouncing his pecs, which is awesome. And Hussein mentions that Bundy's only nineteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. That no that's is that a, true? That, no, that's a work. He was he was twenty four. Okay. It's like oh, nineteen. Was he really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and it was fine. It was okay. It, they're, they're quick. They're hype of the match. They get to Harley, though. And Harley is so badass looking. He looks like Quint from Jaws with a Mike Brady afro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's an awesome yeah, comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, know, you always believe what Harley tells you. you oh, know? yeah. I mean, he's not a dynamic promo, but he's that falls under, like, the Bruno... Uh, but yeah, yeah, in a tough totally. guy, like you, you believe he's the toughest guy in the room, type of stuff. Uh, oh yeah. Well, it, it's the voice. It you know, it's the you know, take the damn money, or you know, or yeah. you know, Bundy, you're a big young guy, but I'm the world champion. You know, it's just the gravel in his voice, and and it's the way it, it, you see it all through this. It, there's more examples of they treat Harley Race as a bigger star than they do Ric Flair. Because he's the established champion. Yeah. Yes. He's the kingpin. You're right. Yeah, I've been a world champion, I guess, what, over six, seven, seven, six, seven years to this point. Um, what do you make of this one? What do you make the promos, Kelly? <laughs> um, yeah, it was a funny way to start. I, I made the note about, well, I had to uh, re, uh, check Bundy's age when um, Hussein made the claim that he was only 19. I was pretty sure that wasn't true. Because he remember he was a jobber in the WWF a couple of years before this, or at least a year before this, so he would have been really young then. So yeah, 24. Um, but still, to be 24 and, and to be uh, where he is at this point is, is pretty impressive. And the race one, I just uh, made the note that he once again, or it was brought up once again that he's the only man to body slam, only man to body slam Andre the Giant. As of uh, August 1982. Mm. To the, and this to happened in 1977 where he where it happened. Um, I'm uh, kind of curious. Yeah. That's something we should actually go research. Or was it 78? I think it was um, 79, Pete. Yeah, I just watched that match. Maybe it was 79. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. We, we really got to go find the actual first time we've seen Andre slam footage. Well, I know he was slammed in 71 by... Or 72 by Mad Dog. Or no, Butcher Vashon. Yeah. I think it was. And I think he was body slammed in that famous match with Strong Kobayashi. You've probably seen that one, Pete, right? The yeah. The two out of three falls from Japan. Yep. 
And that was 72, and I'm pretty sure he was slammed in that one. There's a highlight, or there used to be, it may, it's probably still there on YouTube. Someone made a, a video of all the slams uh, uh-huh. in chronological order. And, oh, yeah, I've, okay. I, I've seen that. Yeah. That needs to be in, that needs to be in the Andre doc, uh, just to, you know, put everything to rest. Yeah, no, he's been, he was slammed. Like t- dozens of times. Hogan was slamming him all the time in 1980. Remember? Oh every, yeah. Every oh, yeah. match he was slamming Andre. It was a yeah, running joke. Hogan doesn't remember it, but yeah, we all do. <laughs> okay. So so now we all know that that Andre Doc looks awesome. Oh but, yeah. But will the entire collective internet immediately shit on it if they do run the narrative that Andre never got slammed until? You know, Hogan in 87. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, and, and, and they like... should, because I, I hope they actually go beyond just the WWF narrative. And I'm pretty sure they will. Oh, no, I'm sure they will, but I don't think, I, don't, I wonder if that one particular thing, yeah. you know, That's is, is true. still going to stay. That is quite an iconic myth, but. Uh, it's we'll a see. wrestling fan doing the doc, so I, I, I know I'm, I'm going to go 50 50 on it. It's, well, it's Bill Simmons, too, so you got to go 50-50. You're right. So we'll see. But, hey, man, let's, we're speaking of slams. Uh, we move into the match proper, King Kong Bundy versus Harley Race. What are your thoughts, Kelly? I, I really like this one, and I was pretty – I was anticipating this one because it's a unique match, and, it, you know, Race plays babyface. Hey, that rhymes <clears throat> in this match, which is super rare. I, I couldn't recall too many other uh, race uh, babyface matches out there. Uh, maybe later, of course, but uh, not at this time. So we got to see a different race in this match. Um, I love the, the setting they're in, Reunion Arena. It felt the big time. The crowd was energized, much more hot than the the Christmas Star Wars card. Um that well we know that card stunk but still uh you can feel buzz in the air and so kevin comes out to meet and he's going to meet the winner of this match i guess this was for the american title yeah yeah and bundy was the champion and it was also stated that the winner gets a nwa title shot also i think or at least race was going to get one a few um stipulations added to this so we have Armand Hussein now without headgear, and it's he's got like a Bozo the Clown thing going for him here. He, he looks like George Jefferson's big cousin. Okay, yeah. See, that's a better comparison. Sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, um, and he's got the whistle that I really – you don't notice, notice it so much in the Sportatorium, but you noticed it a lot here, and that annoyed the hell out of me, the whistle throughout – um, I guess that was the point, though. Anyway, Race was really great in this one with his headbutts. He was using all kinds of headbutts in this one, and and that was that was cool. He was busting out drop kicks, flying head scissors, stuff you wouldn't normally see him do. And then of course he gets to body slam Bundy, big pop, flying headbutt off the top rope. Um, I thought that may be the finish right there, so that so I bit on that. And then we get, you know, I didn't go too high star-wise on this because the finish was was pretty pretty much a cop-out, uh, a typical one for the time where they didn't want either guy jobbing, double count-out. Um, 
I'm so I'm not even sure what the point of this match was in the, with all the stipulations, but uh, yeah. So, but it went, but I, it was a solid match, and I gave it two and three quarter stars. Yes, I'm doing quarters now. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, You're necessary, brother. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I finally it took me a year or so, but now I realize yes, they are necessary because uh, I couldn't give this one three. But I thought it was more than two and a half, so two and three quarters sounds right. You're you're going down a dark path. I friend. know, I know. I've I'm, I've it, joined the dark side, Johnny. Uh, uh, no, it's it, no, it's it's like you know, just stars was the gateway drug, and now you're getting, <laughs> yeah, into, exactly. the, getting into the hard shift. Now I'll be <laughs> watching wrestling footage twenty four seven, and my marriage will <laughs> will collapse. Yeah, it, it's all I can see it all happening. <laughs> Uh, you have harvest flashbacks to his first marriage. Um, so, John, what did you think of it, man? Oh, boy. Um, so, let me see. So, yeah, Kevin comes in. At the same time, uh, Lorenz is saying, they're talking about King Company. It's King Company and Harley Race. Now, first of all, I thought this match was outstanding. I loved it. Couldn't wait to see it, and it didn't disappoint me. You know, Harley Race led a very young King Kong buddy through this match brilliantly, I thought. And I thought this was a ton of fun. So you got Kevin in there. And Lorenz is like, talking about Bundy. He's like, no, the last time we saw him, he lost to a Von Eric. I was like, it's all about the fucking Von Eric. <laughs> and, and there's Kevin in there. And I'm like, why is he there? Like they can't, you know, why does he have, why does he have to come to the ring for this? To, to me, yeah, I'm just like. Well, that's where I was talking about that. Because, I mean, I, I, if he's coming out there, he should cut his own fucking promo. So yeah. the fact that Mark Lorenz cuts the fucking promo well, for Not Mark him, Lorenz, not Mercer, but Not anyway. Mercer, I'm sorry, cuts the promo for him. And he just walks to the ring and then leaves. It's just stupid. Yeah. They're like, they, come, they come off to me, they come off to me like asshole versions of the Cartwrights yeah, on I mean, Bonanza. Is Kevin should have come in, grabbed the mic, and go, I want to challenge the winner. Yeah, there uh, you go. You know? At least make sense of him coming to the ring. That made uh, it was stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> they, all, they all know the whole audience knows who Kevin is. They don't need to bring him to the ring. And he's gonna wrestle later. It's not like you're not gonna see him. Come on. Yeah. It's Harley racing there. You know. Anyway. So you got Hussein on the outside, and most of the shit he's yelling is awful, except for one thing. He yells something at Harley. Uh, he's like, "You're like you're gonna get the beating of your redneck life," and I was like. I never got a redneck vibe off the Harley race, you know. It, it like, mm, no, I don't know. That's if you yelled at a Dusty Rhodes or something, like okay. But anyway, but he does yell when King Kong is uh, beating on Harley race. He has this great line: "Put it on him, Kong. Yeah. Put it on him, Kong." I'm like, okay, that makes up for that. That's 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 good. But yeah, you got Bun, Bun, Bunny is bumping around big for Harley Race's uh, babyface offense. Speaking of which, um, after the match where you get the, cat, the double count on happens and Bundy is back in the ring, Harley Race puts the cherry on top of his babyface Sunday and drop kicks King Kong Bundy out of the ring <laughs> <laughs> like a fiery young drop kicking babyface. And again, love the match. But we got the explanation from uh, Mercer about what you mentioned, Pete, about how they just they put the belt back on King Kong Bundy, you know, even though Fritz beat him at, you know, Texas Steve. He said, 
after Fritz won, Fritz wanted to have a tournament for the belt, but the NWA, there's a lot of NWA bashing in this fucking show, by the way. <laughs> uh, the NWA didn't approve of the tournament idea because they had dates booked already for King Kong Bundy to go on tour and defend the American title. Uh, and not only apparently did they want the title to be defended, they wanted 24, 19-year-old King Kong Bundy, and they insisted the belt be put back on him. And it was Gary Hart's idea. It's Gary Hart's fault, and that's why Fritz still hates him. I was like, Jesus, that's some convoluted yeah. shit right there, man. That shit makes zero sense whatsoever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you could have done that easier, but yeah, it's it, it still stinks. But the match, I, I loved it. I, I yeah, loved, they could have made the I damn thing non-title, for Christ's sakes. And there, there we go. Uh, it, it, uh, or... or, or I, there's a million different things they could have done. I don't even know how much of that is what was said on television, if it was, or is Bill Mercer just blabbing, you know? But I, it hope would, he, I hope he took a deep breath when he fucking made that statement. It was long. It went on. I, I, I was jotting this down. I'm like, this is going. He, he's just, he's brainstorming this because he brought it all back around and it's Gary Hart's fault. Boo. But that besides, I again, I really I love seeing young babyface Bundy bump around like that. It's fun. I'm more in the Kelly uh, camp. I gave it two and a half stars. We talked about the challenging of Kevin, so that drove me nuts. Um, <laughs> I uh, I liked how on commentary they're referencing other wrestlers again yeah. that are not in the territory, but it looked like they're mainly picking. Uh, Georgia guys who are on uh, national TV yeah. to make it make it uh, spotlight a little brighter. So that kind of uh, kind of makes sense. Okay. Um, I liked uh, I liked the, uh, the the back and forth early on. I liked Bundy working the arm, but he kind of for a big boy him working uh, working limbs. I uh, doing limb work. I thought was a little weird because you know he's a monster and a ass kicker type of thing, and he's. He's exchanging holes with Harley. I thought, I thought, well, yeah, I thought well, it was Pete, a little odd. That, uh, 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 it's not how I would have worked the match. So it made well, well, Pete, well, Pete, he's only 19. He'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish mistake uh, of youth. But I like how Rice goes along with it. He's getting his arm runt over. And then to add that add injury to insult, he posts his own arm. So I like that. I... Uh, you know, again, we're exchanging a lot of holds. Uh, that drop kick of Harley's was really nice in this, mm -hmm. and that damn body slam got uh, just a huge pop. Yeah. Um, you know, you go into the double count out, of course, because you know they're protecting uh, both guys in a way. Uh, but yeah, good solid stuff. Two and a half in, and I, I'm glad you only gave it two and three fourths because it, it didn't make the Texas set. I know I voted <laughs> no on it. Uh, um, again, now you've broken my heart, Pete. Last time it was Kelly's, this time me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm glad neither of us gave it anything over. I, I don't believe anything. Uh, I I don't feel bad if I don't push stuff that people put on, like, three stars or higher on the set. I don't feel that bad about. So um, that leads us to a Bundy and Hussein uh, post-match promo. What you make of this? Uh, you know what? I'm... I didn't even, I don't even remember it. I don't think I took any notes on it. So oh, it's pretty much been the uh, 
challenging Kevin and how he. Oh yeah, he wants Kevin's hair. His last, his hair last time. And, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a nice little reference. They talk, talk about how he lost it in San Antonio. Um, mm-hmm. And then he wants a hair versus belt, no DQ match. So uh, that actually sounds like a pretty big match they can build to, and hopefully it drew yep. some money. Yep. Uh, what you like? Do you like it, Kelly? Um, yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, that was a nice uh, little touch to advance the feud because it's been going on for quite a while. Bundy had his head shaved by Kevin, and yeah, now now we're uh, going if to. If you think Kevin. Yeah, if you think Kevin Von Erich is going to shave his fucking head after he makes sure the fans blow on it like that, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 not happening. Yeah, the only Von Erich who could possibly, uh, yeah, there's never not happening. Um, what you making the next match there, Kelly? We have Kevin and David Von Erich versus the Dragon and Kabuki. Yeah, uh, no disqualification. The all Asian belts. The yes, Asian. yes, Mysteries all belts. All Asian, not just some of Asia. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Um, yeah, so this is a rematch from the Texas Stadium show. No DQ this time, because if you remember, the finish to that match at Texas Stadium was the uh, uh, David got DQ'd for tossing uh, Dragon or Kabuki over the top rope, the old NWA DQ rule. So that makes oh, sense. And I don't mean to interrupt you here, but I'm going to. Um, we have no Jay Saldi here. Again. No, Ooh. I was going to bring that up. Maybe if I remembered, is he gone? Thanks for bringing it. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> I literally didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah. He got the, uh, he was on locations. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Still? I'm not sure. I know he disappeared in 82. It might be right around this point where he disappeared and he shows back up. I think in like 90 or something, 89 90. or 88. Jeez. He got lost. He got lost. Wow. And he, he, that's when he finally made his way back. Yeah. It was. I, I think he shows back up at some point during the uh, those big splits where they're there. There's them and they're doing Wild West. And there's the oh, was yeah. when Lance left the territory <laughs> and he popped up on on, on another another uh, promotions uh, TV that uh-huh. ran in Dallas. <laughs> Now that, now that's really nice. I mean, you knew anyone who's watched all that stuff, they really were scraping the bottom of the barrel to fill out their rosters. I can't imagine that they were scraping it that bad. That we need some Saldi from '82. Where's he? <laughs> Saldi, like eventually Hussein disappears, and he doesn't pop back up until like later. The same thing with Jay Saldi. Like maybe they oh, were sharing yeah? a, a hotel or a, an apartment together or something. Now that's a sitcom I'd watch. Oh dear. Uh, now back to the match, man. Yeah, well, well, I mean, Saldi's been gone for a few shows now. Uh, wasn't he? He was still playing for the Cowboys at this time, so he was probably, you know, getting ready for the season. I don't know. Oh, oh, he was he was an active player at this time. Yeah, yeah, he was the backup tight end for the. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, um, he had a few more years left in his career, but no, I think we're you know we're better off that uh, he's uh, left the booth. Um, uh, what we're missing is his um, great knowledge of after mags, but oh well. Um, you know, I heard uh, a, a good confidence that the Iron Sheik's boots are actually mystical heirlooms passed down <laughs> to generations of warriors. <laughs> That's what Matt Brock exposed, and yes. Um, so the match, well, like I said, rematch. From Texas Stadium, it's again the Von Erichs versus Kabuki. This has been going on. Uh, hold on, one more interruption here. Um, 
it might be because he was playing for the Cowboys in 82, and then he went to play for the Bears in 83 uh, and 84, well, and the I mean, Broncos in 85. So maybe those three years he wasn't around locally. Yeah. Uh, didn't make his home in Dallas, and that's why he right. was off Dallas television until he comes back, like I was saying, I think in 87. Yeah. The mystery deepens. We'll have to do some research and, and report back for the next uh, Worldcast to finally solve the the, the, the lost years of Jay Soldi. <laughs> okay, one last time. I'll try and review this match. I know, one more time. Um, so like I was saying, we're beyond sick and tired of the Von Erichs versus Kabuki feud. We thought it was maybe over when uh, Kabuki was – who was he getting? Uh, oh, yeah, Jose, Jose. Lucario. Yeah, that looked like that was heating up. But what, no. a dick tease. what a dick tease that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, but maybe this is finally it because it's, it's for the titles. Um, so we have uh, Hart wearing wrestling tights, and that was because he was in a, an undercard match that Pete – uh, referenced earlier him and Hussein a uh, handicap against uh, Bugsy so that would have been interesting to see because Hart I don't think uh, got in the ring too often at this time um, David yeah he was he was pretty good in this nerve holds lots of nerve holds at the beginning uh, some hot tags house of fires yeah it was an okay match but but nothing special um at one point, Kevin gets a real stiff thrust kick from Kabuki, and he sells it by tagging out to David. Um, I mean, I guess that's fine, but, I mean, he didn't really uh, lie on the, the mat too long. Not the best psychology in this match overall, but the crowd was, was into it. And, yeah, the, the no DQ stiff wasn't really used much either, so that hurt it. And the finish was 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 kind of good with the whole um, uh, David getting the pin on Dragon while Kevin gives a body press to Kabuki to prevent interference. Finally, we've settled this. The the Von Erich boys are once again the all Asian tag belts. That was just just really um, wearing on them that they couldn't get these belts back. Um, super prestigious titles. Um, I went two stars on that on this match, and that's maybe being generous. And I'm, I'm glad to see more of David. He got, he only pops in for the big shows, but I've always uh, liked him a lot, and I hope we get to see a bit more of him, you know, before he dies. Yeah, he definitely will. He's in '83 a lot. He gets done with his Florida run pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, I, I find it fascinating. You mentioned the uh, the psychology of uh, here. And I, because I honestly, I think Kevin Von Erich has the worst tag team psychology <laughs> of, of, of one of the all time considered really people would consider a good worker. Uh, one of the worst tag team psychologies I've ever seen out of a wrestler is like he didn't have the concept of at all of how to work a tag match, and it's uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's just frustrating because David and Kerry were pretty good at it, and Kevin was just the absolute shit at. <laughs> Grizzly shoots at it. Oh, man. Guys, what do you make of the match? I, well, so, you know, some guys aren't good tag workers. They or can't even. Some guys can't just even be passable tag workers. Yeah, you know, but, it worked, yeah but it's funny because it worked in the six man because now everything was so chaotic. Chaotic. It worked in a chaotic. Yeah, but in a structured two no. by two, it was just no. 
Yeah. Oh, no, or if it's, oh, let's say it's a Texas tornado match, you know, no pun yeah. intended. Yeah, Kevin's great in that shit, you know, but so you got Hart. Speaking of Kevin, oh, no, this is David, these fucking bully on Eric's. You got poor Gary Hart, who's apparently just wrestled a match, and he never wrestles. Yeah. And he's getting, trying, to, trying to take a pop at him, and he goes, hey, 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 why don't you beat up Kabuki, huh? Uh, and he said, Does remember your place. You are challengers. You know, you don't come walking in here like this, taking swings at me. You're the challengers. Act like it. You know, I love Gary Hart. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to tell that joke. It's in bad taste. Um, but never stopped you before. <laughs> I mm, no, you know, because uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to save it for another time then. Because you're absolutely right. But just not now. But they keep about uh, calling um, Kabuki the boogeyman. Mercer gets in the line. You know, he's the boogeyman. And he, Gary Hart calls him the boogeyman because he comes from Boogie Street in the melting pots of sin. <laughs> and I'm like, besides the fact that that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But tell me, Pete, because you, you, you guys have watched far more of that uh, mid-Atlantic footage that we spoke about a few shows ago. Tell me that's somehow mentioned in the Jimmy Valiant Kabuki feud with Gary Hart in Mid Atlantic. Because I can't, you know, I can't tell you, man. Because uh, uh, that because that'd be like you call yourself the Boogeyman. Well, he's the real Boogie. Then I'd be, I'm all in there. But here it just sounds kind of dopey. Um, the, well, you got a melting pot of sin, brother. Oh, a melting pot of sin. I, that's fantastic. But it was like, here's why they call him the Boogeyman. You know, it's it's because of his address. Nice. <laughs> That's going to scare the children. Uh, but Dragon stinks. And at one point, he does this. You want to talk about doing a high spot for no goddamn reason? He runs in the ring. One of the Von Erics is in the middle of the ring. Kabuki's just leaning against the turnbuckle. And Dragon r- runs away from the Von Eric, does a... A little backflip like Donald O'Connor and singing in the rain <laughs> off of Kabuki lands nowhere near the Von Eric to do an <laughs> offensive maneuver and runs over, does a little something. The very next thing is David Von Eric looks like he just stiffed the fuck out of him, so <laughs> knocked the shit out of him. Um, but then when he did do some uh, the backflip into the thrust kick, which makes sense and looks cool, David Von Eric bumped huge for it right over the top rope. You know, but you got to tell David Monarch, like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, they win. They're super happy, like you said. Uh, uh, there's the, the overdub music here is weird because they're playing like this triumphant horns music. <laughs> you know, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, what? I guess, were they playing rock and roll? I didn't think they were yet, but if they uh, were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a dub job, so it must have been. Yeah, it must have been something. One, one of those songs that Johnny and I will be discussing shortly on Monday. Hey. There you go. Hey, nice. That's called and, uh, a teaser. Yeah, oh, that's well done, sir. Well done. Um, but yeah, they deliver the promo, like David does, that. Woo! No, no, this this is typical fucking Texans. No, no, there's no offense, or anything, but this is he goes. Well, now Texas is gonna show all of Asia what it's all about, where it's at. <laughs> like, they're really concerned about Asia <laughs> for some reason. But I, but I like I like David's energy in it. Yeah, oh, David, yeah, yeah. I love David. Exactly that energy. 
it's, it's just so silly for me with these all Asian belts. I was like, why is this a thing in Texas? And because they, they quickly eventually get to what calling them what the um, American tag titles yeah. or yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that, there you go. <laughs> that, 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 that's perfect. Why this? Yeah. yeah, I really like David's energy here. Yeah, he's and, great. And, he's and, great. And, and it's like and and his like kind of down homeliness in a way. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> Wait, he is kind of homely. <laughs> you know, but but in a, in a good way where it relates to the audience, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I really think the yeah, I, I really thought they I thought they really were really proud of him, the, the audience. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Point. Well, see, David's had a chance to go out there and be around guys who know how to cut promos. Yeah, on his little tours, he's picked up a lot. Yeah, he's working. Yeah, you know. What about he's working in Florida, which was like yeah. Dusty and Harry yeah. Funk and Harley Black, Race. Blackjack Mulligan. Blackjack Mulligan. Uh, Kevin Sullivan. I oh, mean, Jesus. Yeah. What, uh, what about you, uh, Kelly? What did you make of the promo afterwards? Uh, yeah, like uh, like you said, I love David's energy. Yeah, he's the, he's the most authentic of the Von Erichs. Yeah. Um, Kevin and, and uh, Carrie come off very... You know. Oh, out of it. Uh, out of it, yeah, exactly. That's about the like, you know, you know, like they, couldn't, they couldn't pass a test without the dancer key. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, David seems like a guy that would have been fun to hang out with. Yeah. You know, have a good time. Have a drink with. Yeah, yeah. He's He's got a lot of charisma. Um, yeah. Oh, man, I, I'd smoke a joint and write poetry with Carrie. You know. <laughs> sounds like well, with Alan and listening to Elvis, how could you pass Elvis. I wouldn't want to hang out with Kevin because he likes to do extreme sports and shit. <laughs> yeah. Kill cats and stuff. Um, <laughs> what uh, What you uh, – now, I, I, I enjoyed the match. I, I mean, I'm like with you, Kelly. I gave it like two and a quarter. I thought the, the best work was actually when the heels cut off David and they actually work over – David's uh, taped up arm. Uh, I thought that was probably the most focal point of the match, and uh, yeah. I thought it was a good heat segment on David at times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it was the, yeah. So you're right. The structure was kind of wonky, um, and yeah, and then Dead Dragon, like Johnny says, just it absolutely sucks. Um, <laughs> brings nothing to the table. We could put. You might as well put anybody under a hood, and 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 we're getting. <laughs> I mean, just terrible. But hey, then we get them after after this after this thing. We get a uh, a road to the championship video <laughs> where we have Flair in Dallas with three ladies, and you know mm. you got to remember. And I and I'm not trying to shame the lady shame anyone. Uh, but back you're, in the 80s, you're about to. They, uh, yeah, they they usually was. You know they 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 usually bring in some pretty mediocre looking women <laughs> to play. Uh, uh, hotties, and uh, these are no three exceptions. Um, so it kind of hurts his image a little bit. Oh, but I, I don't. But for most wrestling fans, ninety-five uh, percent of them would, would would go home with those women. So uh, it it's kind of doesn't matter. Um, I, I thought it's a I, lo- three lovely young ladies. Uh, but again, I think Flair is the best at playing that jet-setting uh, world champion, and. Uh, and here I thought he was tremendous in this role. What about you, Johnny? Oh yeah, he's a uh, he's out on town with these three young, lovely young women in their very eighties clothes. Yeah. Is that's a, that's a thing too? You is take he drinking a milk or a milkshake? It's some like milkshake. They're feeding it to him. They're holding it, and he's taking. Yeah. Some, I'm sure there was alcohol in there. Yeah. Oh, maybe there's a little bit, you know, because because yeah. he's showing the world. This is what he says. 
He's like, you know, I'm not in the gym like Kerry Vonda. You want to see how I train? This is how I train. He's implying that how he trains is fucking three chicks at the same time all day yeah. long. You know, <laughs> and uh, and he flexes and she feels it. And he goes like that, darling. A lot bigger than Kerry Von Eric's. <laughs> he's so fucking good. He's like Kerry Von Eric. He's out there training like on his farm, slop, you know, slopping with the pigs. You know, and then he takes a sip off the shake that she's giving him, and then they walk around town and and shit. And, and oh god, Ric Flair's the best. <laughs> what you make of it, uh, Kelly? Because I mean, I'm sure you're all in on it. Oh, totally. I mean, this is classic slick Rick here with the women, and I mean, yeah, that was that was the style at the time for the ladies. You've I've probably seen some porn from the early 80s. That's what they look like. <laughs> well, you couldn't see that. But what you could see was the very puffy, shiny, yeah, lots of shoulders and, and high collars look. Big hair, big yeah, hair. Big hair in the, in the 80s. Hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, wasn't, it was, it was no, not a good time. No, it, it wasn't. We, we were, were doing really well in 2018 compared to yeah. those looks yeah I mean, it's, it's a, you know because they're spinning out of disco but they yet have haven't uh, found their knowing their their sound yeah. yet yeah it, it, it's it's reagan era <laughs> disco chic <laughs> it was an awkward time but yeah no slick rick's awesome great to see him out on the town in dallas uh yeah doing his thing great stuff and then this leads us to a carrie von eric music video which i'm pretty <laughs> sure is, is overdubbed because normally yes, yes. I've seen this video. It's usually either Eye of the Tiger or Holding Out for a Hero. Yeah. And um, this one was Eye of the Tiger. I actually looked it up. Um, okay. it's, on, it's on YouTube, uh, the original version. And there's another cheap plug from Mount Olympus. Johnny and I will, of course, be talking about Eye of the Tiger. Okay. There we go. And what you make of this video? I mean, it loses, loses it really does lose its luster when it's not Eye of the Tiger. Well, yeah, the dubbed music, I've I've been, you know, railing against it for months now. I, I, I can't stand it. Um, some of it you don't really notice. Others like this, it just hits you over the head that this was. Oh, yeah, when you're doing music videos, yeah, it's like a big, 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 big thing. Yeah, it just was anyway. But, I mean, hey, it's Carrie shirtless on a horse. <laughs> it um, is. Um, yeah, uh, total, like, typical early 80s. Uh, wrestling video cheese here, right up there with the the best of the fabulous ones, um, stuff from Memphis. Um, yeah, I mean, if it was I the Tiger plan, I would have been pretty pumped and probably jumping up and down in, uh, in my living room watching this because you know nothing gets you pumped up more than that song. What about you, Johnny? Um, so I had to go let my dog out. Was are you telling me this originally was to I the Tiger? Yes. Yep. Okay, because I, I I didn't even notice the dub music because it's fucking this is Carrie's idea because he's the modern day warrior because he's got no shirt, no boots, little green gym shorts, no saddle, <laughs> a, a, no saddle, a very thin leather uh, uh, a stridle I guess it's called I can I don't know, um, and uh, you mean saddle. No, not saddle. The, the little rope that goes up around the horse's mouth to steer. What'd you, bridle, what'd you, bridle. Bridle. We're saying whatever. Yeah. I'm from New Jersey. Here, I'm showing my Texas fucking skills here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and 
But then they're cutting and working out, and the Carrie the, Von Eric's intense workout face is really funny. I can't really describe it. It doesn't really seem that in, intense, or it just, he looks confused while he's doing it. It's hilarious. And then they do this. The final time you see him on the horse is this upshot with the camera. Just look at up at him like he's a the modern day warrior who emerged from the woods on his stallion. And I wasn't even going up thinking, yeah, and a lot of people would throw this into the hole, like this is your typical really gay 80s. I'm like, no, there's a weirdness to this that, that doesn't go that way to me. This is caring with his his idea of like a Conan sort of thing, I think. Cause you know, why no saddle? Why not? He's, why not jeans and cowboy boots? He's a cowboy. They, that's what they normally do. No, not Kerry Von Eric. He does it in his gym shorts with no saddle. And then it's just him slowly running through a field for what feels like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then we end up with these guys closing up promos for the big match, and we get a a carry promo. <laughs> oh boy! What a what a what a fair differences. What would you make of Johnny? Oh well, I just went on carry. This carry's line that he said. <laughs> yeah, you know. I've got it. Know. I've got it. Copied down too, brother. Okay. He goes. <laughs> he's asking how you feel about trying to be the champion. He goes, Oh, Bill. You know, there's so much going on in my head right now. You know, I've dreamed it. I've slept it. I've ate that belt. <laughs> and I just wrote that. He just seems like a nice big stone dummy. You know, just, I like Kerry Von Eric. I like him, man, but he's not one to be cutting promos. <laughs> and I just want to win the title so I can eat that belt. He's not going to eat that. I, I, if you know what? If only I'd, you know, waited until 87. And I could win the belt. I'd, I'd eat a really big belt, be even bigger. <laughs> but you peel that gold off, and it's chocolate underneath. <laughs> eat that belt. Oh my god, that was awesome. And, and the flare promo. Oh, and she, flare says he's and a very professional one. For the professional one, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and talk about professional. Looks professional. He's in a very sharp blue suit. This is 80s fashion as well, but he wears it well. It's a, a, a light blue shirt with a darker blue suit jacket. He looks sharp. Um, he's giving his ser- his Ric Flair serious low-key interview, which I, I wish more people like, appreciated those more than the screaming ones because yeah. you don't get a lot of them, but the the – the, these these sorts of well, you know, I'm going into this match, and I know that Kerry Von Eric is a very, you know, uh, dangerous challenge to my belt. But you know, I'm the one. You know, all that. I love it when he does that because he's so good at that too. Hey, I mean, and he's given the match a lot of gravitas. Too. Yes, exactly, exactly. What about you, Cal? Um, yeah, well, Kerry's pre-match interview is hilarious. Mm. Flair. All I just want to add to Flair is that. His forehead looks like he bladed himself with a broken beer bottle or something. There was some I know. serious scarage there from I'm assuming like the night before or a couple nights earlier. It was one of it was one of those ladies. It was one of those chicks. <laughs> yeah, it got a little too kinky. Um, nails on the forehead, apparently. Uh-huh. Wow, because that's how flair rolls. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, hy- I'm hyped, man. We had the videos. Now we have the promos. Let's do it. We got the main event. It's 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 time. Two out of three falls. Flair versus Kerry Von Eric for the world title. Your uncrowned world champion versus the world champion. Take it away, Kelly. Okay. Well, this is uh, this this may be a long review. So two out of three falls. I'll, I'll go fall by fall. First up, we have a special appointed NWA referee, Alfred Neely. <laughs> we'll get to know him well in this match. He uh, worked Mid-South a lot. Oh, I was going to ask if you knew. Okay, so Mid-South. Um, yeah, he's got a face uh, you, you really don't want to like. You, you want to hate it. <laughs> I know. He, he works for that no good rotten NWA. Yes. That is mm-hmm. exactly. Um, it, it's it's kind of beautiful how they've set up the NWA, you know, as as the enemy in world class, you know, and and knowing what happens years in the future, it's it's pretty cool how it all. Yeah, turned I was out. totally getting, yeah, I was getting the same vibe. I was like, uh, he's been hating the NWA for a long time. <laughs> yeah, long term booking here. Um, this is an awesome match. Uh, I'd seen it once before, but it. It's probably been almost 10 years. It was on, or it's on Flair's, uh, the second DVD collection that the WWE put out. That's where I saw it the first time. Yep. And I loved it then, but it was almost fresh to me here because it had been so long since I'd seen it. Um, even like the, the headlock sequence at the beginning of the first fall was, was great. I, I really liked that with Flair trying to escape, but he can't. It reminded me of like a classic NWA title match, like with Fez and 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 those guys, you know, those great headlock spots. Really cool. Kerry was out wrestling Flair, hold after hold. The crowd's molten hot for this one. Uh, pretty, you know, they they were probably probably uh, feeling pretty good about a possible title change here. And it really felt like a big match right from the get go. And let's see. So lots of back and forth action. Um, I loved when Kerry locked on the abdominal stretch and then on, on, on top of it all added the stomach claw. I thought that was cool. <laughs> and yeah, um, crowd was on the edge of their seats. Now here's where Neely gets too involved <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're brawling Flair and Kerry and they're not breaking it up. So Neely tries to get involved. Carries a little, you know, wild with his discus punch, and he hits Neely, sends him out. He's knocked out. Suddenly we have Manning out there, Broncos out there too. <laughs> of course Manning's there, and like within seconds of the ref bump, <laughs> he was just chomping at the bit, wanting to get into this match. Um, and then we have, of course, Carry uh, slapping on the claw. To, to Flair's forehead, puts him out. Manning calls for the bell, or he's about to call for the bell before Neely recovers and calls for the bell. So here we go. Big time controversy here. Um, you can see this coming a mile away, though. Of course, Neely DQs Carey for the punch, even though Carey didn't mean to hit him. And Manning, of course, was ready to give the fall to, to Carey for putting out Flair. Oh, no, it was a sleeper, not a claw, sorry. Um, that Carrie uh, put Flair out with the sleeper. And so we get Carrie DQ'd for the first fall. 
and the crowd was you know, really fired up. This was a pretty big screw job, uh, and it's only the first fall. And Technically, it should have just the match have been thrown out at that point. Yeah, uh, big, yeah. Mm. it was a pretty big screw job. The screw job was Fritz. I'll get to it. <laughs> and I mean, and then you see, I mean, and David Manning has like the biggest boo boo face uh, <laughs> because he didn't get away with his little fucking scheme. Yeah, he looked more angry punk. than he looked more angry than Kerry. Uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, no, David was, at, or Manning was at his full glory here. Um, but I, I can I can kind of overlook it, even though it is it should have been uh, thrown out anyway, because I don't know how sometimes, because of these damn world title matches, sometimes you would get overbooked because of screw jobs to protect their their faces. Right. I mean, I, I mean, so I'm, I, I get it, because I think it's hard to come up with original ones. Okay, so let me let me ask you this then, because I, you'd know better. Um, now typically, these matches, if one of the falls is a DQ, that means no matter what happens, there's not going to be a title change. Yeah. So they should have made it the third fall finish for sure. Right. So they should have just let Kerry go over the first fall, or whatever you want to do. I don't care. But they should have uh, built this one to the final fall. Okay, so even if the champion the dusty finish in a way where you get Kerry's hand raised, then he gets pulled down and Flair retains, retains, right? And you can still play up the uncrowned champion a little bit better. So even if the champion gets DQ'd in one of the falls, that that nullifies everything. It should, yeah, because it's well, it's usually well, played up that the the challenger gets a DQ win on one of the falls or a countout win. Well, that, that's what I mean, because if, yeah, if, the, if the champion gets DQ'd in the first one, but then the baby face wins the next two, he can still win. But if it's the challenger, it doesn't work. It's something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but Flair won the won the fall by DQ. Anyway, uh, the, the, the booking, yes, there's lots of booking in this. Um, second fall, so this is the money, money fall. This is where the match kicks into just greatness territory. Um, Carrie reapplied the sleeper right at the beginning to a huge pop, but Flair is able to send him to the outside. And then this is when Flair targets Carrie's knee. So we get some really good selling here. Great selling by Carrie. Uh, figure four on Carrie, and the, and the crowd uh, is going bonkers. And Carrie reverses it dramatically. And, and then... Um, we get the claw on Flair by Kerry. Flair's busted open. I, I don't know if – I think it was the claw, the the, the power yeah. of the claw, um, which is – they've done that, of course, before, but it, it's always cool. Um, so we get blood in here, which makes it better. And here we go. Very uh, dramatic uh, end to this fall with the claw. Flair struggles a long time but finally passes out. Huge pop. Flair's a bloody mess. Uh, his hair is pretty much all red. Um, it's great. And then we get the third you notice fall. In that fall, uh, Flair gets confused on working the leg over. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He did. Uh, and it didn't bother me because it's okay. Yeah, he started to work the left. Yeah. But then he went over to the right and started taking off the tape. Yeah, That didn't yeah. bother me at all, even though I think he actually got confused. Yeah. Um, but I, I think either way, either are it doesn't matter if you're attacking one or the other. You're still 
Because if you're trying to set up the, for the figure four, to me, it still makes sense storyline-wise. Yeah, I mean, and it's a wrestling hold. I mean, there's we can't apply a, a ton of logic to some of these things. Um, but yeah, it, it happens. So third fall, you know, this it started really heated. Um, Carrie's pounding on Flair. Flair was desperate at this time. He came out all fired up. That was cool. But of course, Neely's totally losing control here. And we only get a few minutes into the third fall before the bell is called for. And then we have like the end of like Rocky uh, versus Apollo Creed in the first Rocky, where we just have refs coming in. We have wrestlers coming in to break it up. Just chaos. Fritz, you can totally buy that finish because it's so chaotic, right? Yeah. No, it, I mean, the whole thing had built so well to this moment that, yeah, there was no other way. You had controversy in the first fall. Blood. It was all getting crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean. And then you get a hot, like, two minutes of this final fall until it just breaks down into a chaos. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a, ca- a chaos where David Manning is trying to start a fight with Neely. Yeah. <laughs> well, he needs a new someone new to feud with. Ugh. He's done with Dusik. Um, Fritz, we hadn't seen him since his retirement, so this was a big moment. Getting in the ring, and uh, and then at one point, Neely... and attacking attacking a sanctioned official of the National Wrestling Alliance, choking him. If Gorilla Monsoon was on commentary, you would have gone, that's $10,000 out of Fritz's wallet. No, that's going to cost Fritz a lot of money. Now, Bill Mercer's like, you get him, boss. Fuck you. Yeah. I Neely legit must have been, you know, snuck out of the building at the end. I wrote down, I go, way to get this man lynched or dragged from the back of a truck, you know, who's just visiting your territory. Yeah. There was so much heat on him. It, it, it probably yeah, was. And when you think about it, they couldn't use one of their own refs to get the heat on him. They no. had to bring somebody from the outside to get the heat. And that's, you know? well, that's kind that's of the beauty fucked, of it When all. you think about it, that's how <laughs> fucked up they booked this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. But Fuck. the guy was not crooked. He's technically right. and they no, so I it's, know. Yeah. And I so, know. It, well, yeah. It's all how they presented it. Yeah, he's technically right. No, he got hit. Doesn't matter if you didn't mean it. You just did it. You know that's wrestling rules. Yeah, you know, that's just the way it goes. And the way they react is is as if he shanked Carrie. You know, it's it, 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 David Manning is throwing a goddamn fit. You know, no goddamn god. Oh, oh, he's oh, I I hate this so much. <laughs> what you what you gotta uh, give it, Kelly? Uh, I gave it four and a half stars. It's 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 really 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 good. Um, yeah, that's exactly where I am. I got it at four and a half, and it was number three on the best of the '80s uh, uh, Texas set out of 150 matches. Yeah, well deserved because I mean, Kerry looks—he's never looked better than he did in this match. You know, he's great. Flair, this is great to see Flair in a long match uh, from his first title reign. There's not a ton of the a ton of uh, long matches from his first rain out there so it's got that novelty going for it uh great atmosphere you know it it I mean, the fans wanted to see a title change so desperately um and then it it builds for a rematch too of course like there's you know nothing was settled here um you know, and you know, and you're right. You, you hit it on the head there, Kelly, about how this the crowd really wanted a title change badly, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And so, you know, 
free, I mean, we, they talk about the free bird angle really getting over and, mm-hmm. and really lighting the territory on fire. But when you think about it, if it wasn't for Ric Flair being this great champ and willing to do all he fucking did here, um, then it leads us to the cage match. And then yeah. they fuck Jerry over again in the cage, right? Yeah. And, you know, and the, the free birds are really ones who get the heat out of it. Uh, but, I mean, if Flair wanted to stay around and or bring in a group, uh, and I mean, they could have done it in a, any direction, you know. Uh, that That's a really, when you come to think of it, it really might be one of the greatest. With Flair and the Freebirds leading to that cage uh, screw job in December. Mm-hmm. One of the all-time great mm-hmm. angles to set up a feud when you really think about it even more. Yeah. Well, that was how hyped it was and how how almost like the Freebirds almost leached onto that heat in a way. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. That one works because it because it, you've seen it in lots of other circumstances with champions who come in and out of a territory where it effortlessly flows between, you know, the, the champion. I, I'm walking away from this. This is your problem now. And then the boom, the big feud that comes from that. You know, as he moves on to the next territory, and that Freebirds Flare one with carrying the cage—that's exactly what happens. Nice. What do you think of the match, John? <laughs> okay. The match itself, the wrestling part of the match, was as great as you guys say, and I agree. And there was large parts after the first fall to the end where I lost myself and was watching a great wrestling match and loved it. But I'm going to be putting on my Dan Shockett memorial hat right now <laughs> on this because, holy shit, the booking. On, okay. Number one, the treatment of Ric Flair. We mentioned he's willing to do anything. But, you know, if he's willing to do anything, Mark Lawrence, can you get his ring introduction correct? <laughs> because he says, he goes, the flamboyant Ric Flair, known as the Nature Boy. Like, what the fuck? No, yo, no, but you decided that you, no, I think flamboyant works better, sir. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll suit. Fuck you. What's wrong with you? Ugh. You fucking asshole. And I wrote that before. Okay. One of our listeners on Twitter had mentioned, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. I apologize. Uh, Before we had done our little special, he had tweeted out, he's like, I can't wait to hear what Johnny meltdown about this shit that he just watched. And it didn't occur to me that this was going to be what he was talking about. Because I wrote down and I see, oh, an official referee. Neely's his name? I wasn't biting on... what was going to happen? I'm like, okay, I could. They do that. This guy is he a retired guy or some guy I've never heard of? Whatever. And I just wrote down, yeah, David Manning's back there throwing a fit. Yeah, I'm going to be the referee for the main event. You know, <laughs> little, little did I know. And uh, it, it started occurring to me as the match went on. Then um, Ric Flair is so great. At one point, uh, he's getting out of hold. He puts his foot on the rope. And Neely hesitates before he starts counting. And Ric Flair just gets up and he points right at Neely and he goes, when that foot goes over that rope, start counting. I was like, oh, he's so goddamn good. Yeah. And, and you're bringing up working that the headlock spots. Ric Flair 
could work a headlock spot with big jacked up muscle guys in the 80s better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Better than he, that was his bread and butter. All these jack guys in the 80s and Ric Flair knew how to war, do a headlock spot with them that was entertaining. It was great. Um, and then the fucking Mark, not Mark Lord, uh, uh Mercer, being the investigative reporter that he is, I guess, he was Ric Flair whose father in Minnesota is a prominent doctor, but he chose to take another path in life. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's not something I've ever heard any announcer say during a Ric Flair match at this time, so talking about his dad's a real-life doctor. <laughs> no, what do you know? He's the guy, he's the world champion, he's the nature boy. Stop it. Um, and... They clearly say this is Alfred Neely, you know, sent here by the National Wrestling Association. Like, yeah, they're not even getting their name right on commentary. They say, don't give a fuck about the NWA at all. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down here, Carrie, we're right. As great as David is, and you know, with his fire and his charisma, I wrote down Carrie is clearly the the, the best Von Eric at this time. He, he's truly, yeah, that no, that's the guy they're pushing as the potential world champion for a reason because mm-hmm. he's good. He's really good here and he's young and he's him, Chris's favorite. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, but he's, he's hanging in there with Ric Flair and it's a great match. So, but I did write down, I was like, you know what? It's great. Cause I, I never thought well, maybe one of the reasons that uh, Fritz eventually went the way he was because the NWA was never going to put that belt on one of those kids, per, like permanently, not not no for a, a long, not at all. You know, the, he wanted them to have that, I guess, because there was no way they were going to be like, oh, we'll give you a week, <laughs> you know, or what, you know, what, what they did back then, the, the Tommy Rich treatment. Yeah. But, well, uh, I mean, they gave it, to, think about it, they only gave it to him because his brother died. And yeah, they gave yeah. It to him, what, for well, 13, eight, eight, days, 18 uh, days, I believe. Yeah. 18, yeah. okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, <clears throat> he had a, his pile driver. Can't remember who hits it. Mercer calls it a reverse head atomic drop. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and then you're noticing that uh, Neely is actually a very good referee. He's, he's he's bouncing around at the right times. You know, he's staying out of the action. He's reacting. Sweating. Yes, mm. sweating a lot. Sweating. He's, a, he's yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but he's doing these little reaction spots that aren't overwhelming but they're realistic anyway yeah. um, and then it hit me what was going to happen as it was leading up to and I just wrote oh no that means David Manning is coming out now and that's when I remembered that tweet and went shit and I just wrote down you know as this is all going down and uh, he runs out that's Fritz Fritz had met with Manning and Bronco backstage and he said listen if that referee gets knocked out at any time here's the plan we're gonna fuck the nwa <laughs> and you run out there and we're gonna get a count on this motherfucker <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's why they were so fucking mad when their fucking evil plot didn't goddamn work <laughs> David Manning. They were they're gonna Montreal fucking flare and die. I wrote down. I wrote down. I wrote down. Vince. Vince ripped everything off from Fritz. Everything. <laughs> All of it. Actually working in Vince. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then, 
But it, there's so much drama. And I wrote down, this is the first fall? <laughs> That's nuts. Um, Manny's fighting with Neely. And I'm like, he made the right call. Uh, and then, uh, we talked about that. And then the, the match itself, again, then I got into it. And then the finish happened, and he's choking that referee. Fritz von Eric is choking the goddamn referee from the National Wrestling Alliance while David Manning wants to give himself a little sum, you know, and you got Ric Flair who and Kerry Von Eric who put on an extraordinary effort here, and it's surrounded by this shit. It's <laughs> the, to me, it, yeah, it it annoys the fuck out of me. I, 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 I understand why people would love this match if they just maybe turn the sound off and not, or had no backstory about fucking David Manning. And, but I just, it, it pisses me off too much to recommend. I well, no, watch it, watch it for the wrestling and the performance of it, but everything else stinks. You know, Johnny, if I didn't know better, um, hearing your theory about the, uh, the, the, the Montreal here, uh-huh. if I didn't know any better, I yeah. could actually buy into that argument. Oh, that they uh, really were trying to do that? <laughs> well, I, I'm not. I, I, I know better. But oh, of course, the, of course. The way it's structured with that first fall, the way it is. Yeah. There's any, if you wanted to screw job them, that's the only way you could have done it here. And, and, you'd, and, and realistically, that should have been the third fall finish. As a third fall finish? Sure. Yeah. The first fall? Yeah. Fucking, so, I mean, honestly, they're, 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 I mean, I, I can see them. Hey, let's, I mean, if they're actually trying to do what you were saying, that's how yeah. they structure it with that first fall. But that would be dramatic storytelling. That's not only is this shitty, like, <laughs> booking, it's shitty storytelling. Like, no, I'd be, I'm fine with that finish. You know, I could put, if you don't know about David Manning and you don't have the same biases about Fritz and this and that, and you have no idea, you're just watching it out of the blow, you could go, oh, okay, that makes sense for a, a, a controversial finish. But as the first fall, it just is long and distracting, and there's more match to go. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you immediately disqualify him from the rest of the match. So Yeah. Uh, hmm. So that's why I always found it weird in the first fall. So, I mean, I'm just saying if there was like a, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I could actually buy into your little thing there. A, was it a political? The way they, they structured it and stuff. Was it, was it a political hit? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God. But um, you got Mercer on commentary. He goes, Kerry Von Erich is obviously the, the world champion. And I'm like, no, he's not. He lost. Oh, he lost the match. Oh, my. Mm. Oh, and, and, the, and the final thing, Bill Mercer says, he goes, that was a disaster. Like, yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. But it was a uh, success. Okay. And by this point in 1982, I think Carrie Von Eric is probably the most athletic opponent. Oh, my there, goodness. Yes, uh, yes. Has wrestled. No, again, the, the wrestling is outstanding here. It's... It's everything else around it that I that really. It, that's why it annoyed me so much. I was like, I'm loving this wrestling. <laughs> well, wait till you get to where uh, Flair uh, blades for fucking Mike Von Eric at the and uh, no, ten minute draw. Are you fucker. fucking no? You're, you're kidding me. That happens. That's that is his second Mike Von Eric second ever match, I believe. You're, oh my! Hmm? Hmm? A star is born. 
<laughs> so, so we have we have a couple more years of, uh, of Texas uh, prostituting Ric Flair big time. Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, it was a successful angle. You know, this this led to the the big rematch in the cage. Well, I don't mind it so much with carrying them, but fucking for Mike, it's fucking disgusting. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, but uh, well, was... Mike. Oh my goodness. Anyway, but I feel bad. No, see, I feel I feel bad for both of them because that is not something that Ric Flair should be doing, and it's not something that Mike Von Erich should be doing either. It, oh, well, you know, Ric Flair got his loader. He got a, every time he went to Texas, got his limousine uh, filled to the brim with his drink, drinkity drink. So oh, really? He's a happy man. Oh, then he don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I of all the Ric Flair and. Uh, Kerry Von Erich matches on tape. I think this is my second favorite of all time. Okay. Which they one? They have one Hawaii one? Uh, where they go an hour. Oh, I love one. that match. Favorite. Cool. Yeah, I've never that's seen from that. that one. That's from that super card that the Rock's grandmother put on, right? I think so, yeah. That's a great match. So, uh, I mean, easy. I, I mean, this is probably our best, uh, by far, our best match we've seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, wrestling wise, yes, and stuff. So I mean, uh, easy, fun, fun show. Um, well, let's just wrap it up, guys. Well, Kelly, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I know you've been teasing some stuff today. <laughs> yeah, I, I've plugged Mount Olympus a couple times. Yeah, that's coming up. Uh, should be dropping in less than a week. Johnny are gonna, Johnny and I are gonna record it in a few nights. Um, the history of pop music and wrestling. I think it's gonna be awesome. Uh, lots to talk about, lots of 80s wrestling to talk about, a lot of 80s music to talk about. So it'll be a great time. And you throw some Mr. Cotter references here and there. and uh... That's the 70s. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to date you. Okay. <laughs> what do you got going uh-huh. on, John? Uh, uh, no, no, that. And uh, no, nothing else, man. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Titans of Wrestling. Also, check me out on This Week in Wrestling, Indies and International. And uh, have a great week and watch some wrestling, man. Have a great one. My heartaches and troubles are just up and gone. The moment that you come and view. could dance on and on, and I could waltz across Texas with you, waltz across Texas with you. Texas with you.